We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague, and look at that. Everything appears to be working on first glance. Who could figure that would actually happen with everything that's gone wrong lately? Um, first of all, thank you all for being here, uh, whether you're watching live or you're listening live or you're uh, on the uh, delayed response, I guess, on the podcast on Monday morning. We're recording a Sunday night at a little after 6 o'clock because we never start on time, but that's okay. Uh, but I want to take a second and thank everybody for the absolutely outrageous support we've had over the last four days. Brandon and I were just talking before we went live. It was the best four-day period we've had on the show, and it, we, we've been doing this for a year now, and we absolutely crushed. I mean, and that's all because of you guys, so thank you. And that's not just on YouTube. Our, our podcast downloads are, are through the roof. Um, and again, I, 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 I'm blown away by this literally every single time something like this happens, uh, the amount of support that we get. Um, to the people who've, like, almost a thousand of you that followed me on Twitter over the last four days, I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that's not nearly as good for you. But uh, <laughs> uh, good luck. But, uh, Brandon, uh, it's a beautiful, sunny day here in Portland. Uh, I don't know about you. We hit over 100 here out in Newburgh. We were, like, 101, 102. It was, uh, it was hot. Mm. You, you guys get a little bit, of, a little bit cooler, or are you guys nuclear over there as well? I honestly don't know how hot it got or is. I know it's, uh, what is it, 614, so the peak was about two hours ago. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I cleaned my garage on a busy day today, so I had to get up super early, and I cleaned my garage, and I started at 615 a.m., and when I opened my garage and opened the door, I, I thought it was 92 degrees at 615 a.m. Because so, it, it was like 74 at 6 o'clock this morning. Yeah, and that's 74. Like, when it's dry and it's 74, it's 80, it's 70. You know, that just mm -hmm. hits different, especially when you go three months of 50 and rain. So Which 72 uh, feels hot. Yes. So I don't know what it was. I don't know if we got to 100. If we did, awesome. If we didn't, I bet we came close. But, uh, no, thank you to everybody uh, for tuning in and listening to the incredibly awful takes I provide <laughs> and not being able to hear Danny and, you know, anything and everything that we have. Uh, we just appreciate all the support that we've had because this journey – it's it's been just a little over a year and it's it's been crazy but it's been a lot of fun and you know as bad as their season was win loss wise there is this weird feeling of it's kind of going to pay off or it is paying off because mm -hmm. they're having such a different roster and they're 
different leadership now. So thank you guys for the support. It is uh, beyond the words of thank you, but uh, it's the best we can do. Yeah, uh, uh, again, to echo Brandon there, it's um, we're, we're constantly stunned and blown away by it. So thank you guys for that very, very much. Um, let's kind of dive into it, though, uh, because it's not like anything uh, you know, totally outside the normal happened at all in the past 24 hours. It wasn't like the leader of the franchise or anything like that just full-on hit on the tampering button uh, and turned it up <laughs> to 1,000. Uh, obviously, Damian Lillard, uh, followed by Yusuf Nurkic, posted a uh, edit of KD in Portland wearing his 35. Um, and shout-out Sean Hyken, who, sa- who pointed this out. Uh, whoever did the graphics, I think that's Chris Graphics. I, I think he's done some other stuff before. Um, he's one of the, I think, of the younger, up-and-coming kind of gr- uh, gr- jersey swap graphic design guys. Kind of reminds me of Grant Goldberg, who's at ESPN now, who started out super young, like 10 years ago, doing that stuff. So, um, But... He did not put Kevin Durant in the number seven. He should have. No, he should not have. Yes, he should have. <laughs> We're going to find right out of the gate. Okay. <laughs> hey, if they're not going to retire it, let let somebody use they're, it. They're going to. When? They're going to. When? Going to. <laughs> when he's like 63 no, years old? When the organiz- when the when the deal gets, goes through, I would imagine. You know, when the Allens finally go away and the Vulcans are no longer reigning supreme. So he's like, he's ding, basically... Ding, ding, ding. He's 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 Santa Claus and Santa Claus is coming down. He's waiting for the Burger Meister Meister Burger to disappear before he can come back and be accepted. What are we doing here? Uh, I, I think there's definitely some, some of that at hand. But um, speaking of the other absolutely out of this world insane things, it sounds like around the league that KD is probably I don't want to say probably probably is too strong. There is mm. a good chance that KD asks out and forces his way to a franchise in the Western Conference. Um, first, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I know we're going to get into what would it take? I know we're going to do it, right? You kind of have to. I mean, I, I sent you the screenshot. Let the opinion be known. Don't think there is actually a chance. Um, I don't I think don't Portland's e- on there, but I think they could put a package together. I think they definitely could put a package together and I wouldn't even actually scoff at their package. Mm-hmm. But I even look at a team in the East that I think if KD is evaluating winning as the priority number one, not that he can't win with Dame. But I'm looking at like Chicago, who's looking to sign and trade a Zach Levine and say Zach Levine, uh, Patrick Williams and an S ton of draft capital. I I don't even know if Brooklyn would be into that. But like I look at teams like that where I get to go into a ready made defensive team who has good surrounding pieces around it. But Portland, I do not I do not think that the uh, package they could provide. I had I joked about this and boy, I got quite the response but um, I had a lot of people telling me, no chance. Portland has nothing. And I just kind of chuckled at that. I'm like, then you clearly don't watch basketball. They have one level. of the f- probably four or five best packages that could be offered right now. It's definitely in the running for uh, one of the top ones, and you get to play with Damian Lillard. So yeah. so let's kind of dive into this part of it first. The idea of the Trailblazers making a move for Kevin Durant, I, I did a – straw poll to basically every single person I know regionally and to a man. Yes. Yes. You pull the trigger. Not one person was like, ah, I don't know. He's 34. If anybody respond. Yeah. I want you to out him if they did. <laughs> like I, I want to hear why and who they were, because that'd be a ridiculous yeah. stance to take. Um, and, and for the, the why part of this, the way somebody who was very, uh, very knowledgeable, um, gave it to me was um, 
Damian Lillard is, is better, more lucid Kyrie. I was going to say he's a better player and a better leader. He's more of a grown-up in the room. Like, KD would be getting everything he thought he was going to get with Kyrie. Honestly, KD better. can take a back seat, which he and, kind yeah. of prefers to do sure. until it's basketball time. Sure. Like, that that part of it is not to be undersold. Um, I do find it a little bit funny that Yusuf Nurkic also quote-tweeted it. Because in my mind... He'd be Dirk gone. Would be gone. <laughs> so well, hey, I was maybe, like, maybe he really likes Brooklyn or or Phoenix. I, no, I was gonna say maybe Nurk loves Dame so much as a big brother that he's he like, Dame, I want you to have this man. <laughs> I just I look at Nurk and I look at the NBA Finals right now and I look at Nurk and I go, you're not an NBA Finals big, but big fella. Like I just. I push back on that. You are with Kevin Durant and Damian Lillard on the court. I think you can play just about anybody and, and compete at a decent level. I think you need to be able to play multiple styles at that point. I don't disagree with you, Daniel, but um, Festus Azili guarded LeBron at the end of a game seven. Let's not again, what forget did they, that. What did they have around him? I, but Kevin Durant and Damian Lillard are pretty good pieces to have around her. Talking, That's all I'm saying. I'm saying defensively. Sure. Defensively, they have. Katie's a good. He's a good defensive player when he's engaged. When he's going for it, he's pretty locked in. He, he's. A, I think he's at this point in his career, at thirty-four years old. He's a. He's a very, very good help defender, rim protector type. You don't want him, um, you know, picking up guys at the three-point line. No, no, no. Like, yeah, I don't want him guarding Tatum all game. No, no. no. Like, mm-hmm. can he handle possessions with him? Yeah, his length is going to bother anybody on the planet. And I sure. love hearing NBA players talk about Kevin Durant when they like. They, He's the best, like, shot creator score, basically, in NBA history. And then every single one of them, start, like, they'll start talking about him. And they're like, oh, yeah, and forget that 6'9 stuff. He's he's seven foot tall. Just shut up. Like, accept it. Like, he's that big. I don't know why he has it as 6'9. Like, it's, I, I don't know why that always is funny to me. But mm-hmm. they always, like, stop, like, mid-sentence and, like, remember, he's seven foot tall doing these things. Not 6'9, not 6'8, or whatever it says. But, again, that's kind of, like, what translates defensively. But I would assume that the framework of any deal and this 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 absolutely kills me is there would be some version of this the cost of getting Kevin Durant is going to cost you basically everything i mean absolutely positively you the powder's not dry at that point it's going to cost you sharp it's probably going to cost you Simons. Mm-hmm. Probably going to cost you one of Nas or Hart. And then it's going to probably cost you two, maybe three first-round draft picks. I would imagine they're going for three in that scenario. Here's the, here's the situation, though. Does, does Kevin Durant leverage the hell out of this to where the package return isn't as much? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. That's something I, I kind of question in a situation like this. Um, look, it's a player's league, and I'm not saying players don't ultimately get what they want, but I, I'm going to take Toronto as our latest base argument here. The noise with OG was real. Yes. Portland clearly had an MO mm-hmm. to go get OG on Anobi, and I don't think Portland's doing that unless they have intel that OG is also interested in that partnership. What did Toronto decide to do? Well, you didn't give us a big enough package. We're not trading him. Why would we? He's 24. We have him on a contract. Let's run it back for one more year and see where we're at. While I, I would love a KD in that scenario to say, hey, why don't you take this and call that good? If I'm Brooklyn, I just signed you to a four-year max. Why am I doing that? I'm not – I'm all about player empowerment. I think players wield their power sometimes in bad ways and sometimes in good ways. But sometimes I also kind of back the team, the business side of this, and I don't blame teams. Oh, no, not one saying, bit. Why would I do what you want to do when you want to leave me? I'm damn sure going to do this. Or you can come back. And if you want to sit out, cool. Like, we'll figure out a way to not pay you the way that Kyrie didn't get paid. So I, I, don't, I don't say that you're wrong. I just, if I'm the team, I look at the team aspect of this too, and I'm like, if I was running Brooklyn, why would I agree to those terms? Because I got to appease Kevin Durant, and maybe that does me some good in the future. No, I want to win, and I want to win in the, in the relative now, more so than saying, oh, 10 years ago, I treated Kevin Durant well on his way out. The flip side of this is they do the um, what the Nets did, was it, 10 years ago with all of the old guys, and things don't go well, and they put themselves in a really bad position because nobody went. I'll give you a perfect example of why sure. you you find a sweet spot with Kevin Durant if you do move him, because then you become the Knicks. Because Kyrie and KD were going to the Knicks. They didn't because their ownership was a disaster. Their front office was a complete, just scary shotgun splatter of awful all over Madison Square Garden. So what they do? They went to New York, but they went to Brooklyn instead. Mm-hmm. So that's part of this. Now, I've, I've always been really interested to see 
players, particularly towards the end of their career, like LeBron James, like Kevin Durant, how much real power do they have? Because we saw it with LeBron James towards the middle of this year around the trade deadline, try to wield a lot of power, and the Lakers told him to get bent, Mm -hmm. which I didn't see coming. I thought they were going to kowtow to that and, and bend over. But that's also because they were so bereft of assets at that point because they had catered to LeBron for the last three years that I think you can kind of, eh, I can understand publicly why the Lakers do this. The Nets are in a bad spot right now with Kyrie, with Simmons, with Harden, with KD. Like, it's just been bad after bad after bad. I think they're trying to, in the end, they probably tried to save some face. But I say all of this, Brandon, to say, I still think Portland is probably fourth on the list. Yeah, like They're on the fair. list. They're, they're absolutely on the list. The, the name that I have heard is Phoenix. Mm. So that would involve, what, Aiton, Bridges, Bridges. And, yeah, and then some draft stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's so, pretty good. So you're looking at Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. Man. <laughs> that's, that's not bad. And then, nope. you know, you, you sprinkle in some vet minimums around there. People, some, wherever you know, he goes, wherever he goes. Go. That's what I'm thinking. If, if this deal is going to happen, I think it's going to happen here quick. Well, my brother-in-law, I threw this out because he didn't see it. And I said, hey, man, did you see Tame posted a photo? And he basically said, like, you know, oh, you'd probably have to give a haul. Like, would you even be good? And I go, I think in those scenarios, you're just always getting the vet men guys. Like, you're getting the guys. They're going to to you. Or you get, like, uh, I don't know, we'll get to them later. Like, Cam Reddish is the world. You get the guys on cheap that are trying to turn the career around. The Wiggins situation, you know, type deals where Bruce it's like. Brown. And, and Bruce Brooklyn, Brown's a like, good one. Yes. He ended up being a, a magician for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that dude was playing small ball five for yeah. him. So, I mean, I, I think there's always a way that, yeah, you trade off a lot of big pieces and a lot of parts, but you still fill it in. And at the end of the day, it boils down to there's there's four minutes to go in this game. Crunch time, five. There's five minutes to go in a game seven. You have Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard on the court. Like, you're going to like your chances in a lot of scenarios there. And, again, you're probably going to keep one of Hart or Little. Like, and and you're, you're, I, I don't want to reject, too. I, I, I don't fault him if he wants to do the Phoenix thing. Like, that mm-hmm. seems amazing. And I think Bridges and Aiton are very good players. I wanted Aiton here. I'd be willing to do it. But if I'm Brooklyn, I'm not looking at the... Those aren't blue chip guys for me for the, to, to build around. Unless you're really... Yeah. I'm Simmons, Bridges, Aiton is one hell of a defensive backbone. Sure. But I'm also kind of... I'm looking at Sharp and saying, what is that potential? What if I can get it? And, and then what's Ant's ceiling? And you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. I, and I'm I'm kind of placating here and putting Portland no, that's, above, but no, you're <clears throat> you're you're on the same track that I had with multiple people around the league over the last day, was that it everything depends on what your evaluation of of Shaden Sharp is. Is Shaden Sharp a dude or is he the dude? Like if he's if he's the dude, then it this starts making a lot of sense. Now your foundation is you know Sharp and and Simmons and Simons like it's a lot of S's. Simon's sharp. <laughs> Simon's sharp. Simon's and Simmons would just be again. We've talked about this with Portland. Would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, too many people would be stumbling over themselves. They they just call him Ant and Ben. That's, I mean that's what I would. Call <laughs> but again, I for obvious reasons I hesitate on that deal a lot. But I also understand where everybody's coming from. It's Kevin freaking Durant. So. Well, I, it's interesting. I I was waiting for a response, a troll of some level. We didn't get it, and. You know, I, I just, I wonder, man, Dame putting that out himself. 
and that also says taking it that down. speaks volumes well yeah obviously this is why you take it down but you put I, it up i wouldn't you be surprised if somebody reached out and was like because i i I, sure. I tweeted the other day that players can't tamper mostly joking because they they can technically but you're not going to get hit with it like an executive is Yes. Unless you're Draymond Green on NBA TV publicly calling for an under-contract player to move in Devin Booker. Like, or you're Draymond Green doing an interview saying you, you text Kevin Durant before the free agency period to come to, to Golden State and join you guys. Like, I guess Draymond Green just gets away with everything, tampering and complaining. So, oh, he did get hit once. He did get, he did get fined for the Booker one. So, but that, again, that was so over the top and blatant and calling for a player to move. It's one thing to post a picture. It's another thing for <laughs> sure. to, to say it out loud. Yeah, those those are those are different things. But with with all of this, as I understand it, Dame wants to compete now, and whether you think Shaden Sharp is ready now or not, I think this is a pretty good indicator that Damian Lillard wants to look at things that go, yeah, they want to make a splash, mm-hmm. and, or. He just likes to troll a lot. I don't I don't view him as a troll. I view him as a guy that he'll respond to people when he thinks they get a little out of pocket and largely give his feelings on things. I think this was a clear, pretty clear indication because I think when you see that, you instantly go, well, what would that package include? Well, it would have to include Shaden. How does it not? Look, you can. I think you can view this logically, and you can say he wants to win. He wants to win at the highest level. If you told Dame he can win a championship tomorrow, he man, he he would probably trade his brother for two years. You know what I mean? Like like that dude wants to win. And Send I don't, Houston to Houston. Yeah, yeah, right. But like in all seriousness, he wants to win. I, mm-hmm. I don't refute that. I still think there's a way you can be okay next year and build into the second. And I know timeline and and whatnot. But at the end of the day, man, there, there's only one Kevin Durant. You're not bringing Kyrie in. That doesn't make sense. LeBron's not coming to Portland. <clears throat> Brad Beal is going to sign this monster mammoth extension. And he's and while, not that dude. And while I like Brad Beal, I don't think he's worth that contract. No. no offense to him. So, like, there's only so many of those dudes. And KD might be the guy. So I don't blame Dame for saying openly, I'd love Kevin Durant more than a 19 year old that's okay i'm fine with that that's not a shot at shaden sharp no it's one of the top what what would you 15 say 15 players of all 15 time players of all time and even if he's not the kevin durant he once was he's st- i saw a few people uh, not to derail this i saw people like did you see what happened in the nets in the, in the playoffs and i'm like did you see what kevin durant was playing with like i it was kevin durant against five guys Kyrie Irving was awful. awful, like historically bad for them at the worst possible time. <laughs> it was a complete dumpster fire for them. And so am I holding that against Kevin Durant? No, because Kevin Durant, uh, with the exception of he did have one really bad game. Otherwise, he was entirely normal Kevin Durant. Yeah, but like when you're having a bad game, and I said this on my radio show, like, he yeah, he, somebody. he had a bad game. But that's where the second star is supposed to play a factor. How many bad games did Jason Tatum have oh, in the Jesus. playoffs? Yeah, some, some of the one, some of the worst playoff games I've ever seen for a supposed number one yeah. through the entire playoffs. I mean, he played so poorly that I think I walked away going, "Are we sure Jalen's not the one?" <laughs> like Jalen was doing what he was supposed to do minus I, one game. I, I still am on that train, so 
I'm, I, I don't say it too loudly because I don't want the Boston fans to get too 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 over the top. But uh, that's here today. Katie to Portland, though. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll move on after this. What, what four teams, I'm sorry to interrupt you, what three teams would you say are above Portland if it's Phoenix and then who would you, else would you put it there? I would put Memphis there. And then the dark horse, I, I put Memphis too. Because so that would involve of, Triple J, right? I think that's it would be Jaw and, and Jaron. They would keep everybody else's out. Oh, you think Brooklyn wants those other parts? I think they'd love Bain. Bain's a good player. I they think also have I'm, a truckload of picks. That's true. I keep forgetting about that. But that Jaron, that part of that trade Listen, would be if, hard. Listen, if, if, if it is Jaron going out and Bain staying, like Jaw, Bain, KD is uh, terrifying. That's good. That's pretty nice. So um, the dark horse here in my mind, I saw Miami is listed as number one. I, I don't see Miami happening. Mm-hmm. Um, the dark horse here is the Clippers. And that's if KD goes full nuclear and just says, I'm not going anywhere but L.A. I'm going to go play with PG and Kawhi. And here's the thing. The Clippers have the matching salary, but they have nothing left after everything they gave up. There's no draft capital. No. I gotta but, get picks back if I'm dealing Kevin Durant, and, and I'm losing Kyrie. Again, this this requires a nuclear measure. Yeah. But I think if there's any draw out there that gets Kevin Durant to go nuclear, it's the Clippers. I mean, that's a that's a title winning team. I don't know how the, PG those, Kawhi yeah. Kevin Durant on paper is one of the most terrifying teams I've ever seen. It's Golden State esque with Kevin Durant. Like to me, that's the level of like. Yeah. Oh shit! What's the point? Like that team's gonna sweep their way to the NBA championship. Um, the other one I would put on the, on or about that list is is New Orleans. It's an interesting one because they've got CJ, they've got Herb, they've got uh, Bi, they've got Zion, they've got Jonas. they got like, those. They have they contracts still have draft picks too, right? Yes, they still from have the their Drew capital trade? from the from the Drew, Drew Holiday trade. They still have their own draft picks kind of going forward. <clears throat> they have a treasure chest what do they want to give up i mean cj probably be okay with it he could go be the mbpa and stay in new york like you know he gets to play with simmons too i mean like if ben's getting the, the one I guy mean, who's getting traded for <laughs> he ends up playing with him that would be i mean that'd be great i'm not gonna lie eh, it could be worse things to be than the best player on a brooklyn nets team you know what i mean like life wouldn't be that bad so um shout out dame for giving us something to talk about boy and just get kind of because there's going to be a, a couple uh, quiet days before free agency. Um, <laughs> but let's kind of pivot here. Uh, I got some version um, of who's going to be the starting small forward from about 20 different people in the, in the mailbag questions. And thank you. We had like 70 mailbag questions <laughs> today to go through. A so lot of them you, of guys. that variation. Yeah. Like, what's the three going to be? Yeah. Because that's the question right now. Like. Mm-hmm. They have hinted very strongly that it's that they are looking to fill that hole as much as they love Nas and as much as they love Hart, who a uh, little bit of housekeeping here. Josh Hart's deal did get fully guaranteed yesterday, yep. uh, $12.9 million. That's kind of a – yeah, no kidding. Who's not going to pick up Josh Hart's deal for less than $13 million? Everything about that makes sense. But there is certainly some room for the Blazers to improve at the three position. Mm-hmm. As much as I love Nas – he has shown that he can't quite yet stay on the floor. Is that position available for him going forward? I think so. I would very much imagine that Chauncey Billups looks at him and says, listen, this is here for you. Regardless of who they get in that spot, 
Because right now, with their assets, I don't see them bringing in a guy who's going to be earth-shattering. But if all of a sudden Nas is there, and he's showing stuff, and he's going into free agency, I think the Blazers are very much wanting to give him that opportunity to take that op- that take that spot. But I don't think they trust him day one right now because he's still young, and he still hasn't proven he can be good for 70-plus games. Mm-hmm. I think the three. I think the three is, um, and I, I hear what you're saying on the Nas stuff. Like, it's not a shot at Nas to say, "Hey, man, like, let's get through a season health wise, and then you know you'll get another contract, and then we go from there." I I don't think that's a shot at all. In fact, as I noted several times throughout the NBA playoffs, man, like having depth and bench dudes that you can trust is huge, and you can build up quite a resume for yourself. I mean. Look no further than Jordan Poole and, and Gary Payton the second two guys that are looking to get paid this summer. That mm-hmm. guess what? When you contribute on a winning team, and I know they won the championship, won't. But when you contribute on a winning team, yeah. Look they, how shallow the Celtics were. They played seven guys. Well, they couldn't get their, their the bench didn't give them production that they had the previous couple rounds. Tice was a dumpster fire. Pritchard was unplayable. Um, Brandon's fighting the allergies now. You love to see it. No, uh, no, no, no. I just randomly had a, a, a sneezer. Look, I, I don't. I look at the three as somebody, and I keep saying this, so thank you for pointing it out in the comments, but I keep calling Nas 6'8", and I don't know why I'm doing Because he that. plays bigger. I think that's what it is. is yeah. I see him play, and I'm like, that dude's 6'8", but he's really 6'5". I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. To, to back you up a little bit, he's not, not that he's 6'8". Number one, he's he has said on the show before that he's bigger than 6'5", whatever he, he measured at. Um, the other part of this is... Uh, we were at the practice facility for the uh, press conference um, yesterday morning, and Nas was the only Blazer in the house working out that I could see. I didn't know he was the only one on the court. I didn't see anybody in the gym, but Nas looks like he's put on like 15 pounds. Like he he looked big. He Damn. muscle muscle watches in full effect. It is it wow. is like it, it is it is muscle season. Um, he he looked yoked. Like he Jeez. looked he looked big as hell, <laughs> and he was. I, I just kept looking at him like, oh man, he uh, he found the NBA workout regimen because he, he had talked about how he's like the, the hardest thing for him was like getting his diet switched. He's like, he, he you know, I think we talked about this in year two. He's like, it was hard to like, you know, not go eat like a bowl of cereal, like eat like a college kid. I think it's, it's one of the hardest things for NBA players that aren't like number one overall picks who have like a dedicated dietitian, a physical trainer and and by the way, Shaden had his physical physical therapist with him at the practice facility. So, if all of the uh, Shaden does just taking time to get his body right stuff, I think there's some truth to that. So, <laughs> well, um, I, I was gonna say it's not just Nas. I'd say every middle aged man that smokes weed at any level, <laughs> this is also the same problem for them too. But uh, the, the adoption of the diet. I literally yeah. took a nap this afternoon after I got done with everything I was doing today, and I was like, I woke up like, oh god. I don't want to cook. It's too hot outside. I, li- I I ran down the street and grabbed some Chipotle. So it's literally sitting here in front of me waiting for me. Sometimes it's just easier to not deal with it. Um, look, <laughs> I, I think Nas coming off the bench is a good move. I think it's a good move for him, and I think it's a great move for the team. I want to, before we dive into the realistic guys we're looking at here, maybe a, a Nick, a Kyle Anders, a slow-mo. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me ask you about the Miles Bridges situation, because mm-hmm. by all reports, that's not going well for the negotiations. And I guess he just recently took the Hornets out of his bio, which in pro sports now is I'm a, way of, 
Yeah, which means like I'm mad at you. Yeah. Like that's their way of Devo saying. Samuel, Kyler Murray. It's just a very normal thing. Yes, it's a very Aaron Rodgers. Like mm-hmm. this is kind of what you deal with with this stuff. What What do we think about Miles Bridges and him maybe really being available? I do think he's he's very available, but also I think Charlotte's trying to clear a ton of money still. Um, as evidenced by Steve Clifford being hired, the the Hornets are cheap. They're cheap. MJ's yeah. cheap. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're a very serious organization. Uh, that's not a, a shot at Clifford. I just you look at how that whole situation has unfolded, and it's, it's been no secret that they want to cut some money to be able to sign Bridges, to be able to sign Lamelo Ball, to be able to kind of figure some stuff out. We've heard for a while that it could be available. I think they're in kind of the same situation that the Suns are in Aiton and that they like him, but they do, they want to like him and not pay him the max. And sure. I think, and I think Bridges is very firmly in the, if you're not giving me a max, it better be 30 plus million and or trade me. And here's the thing. Bridges is a Detroit guy. That's that's like, I, I could see that happen in, a, in an instant. And the flip side of this is it sounds very, very much like Detroit is out on DeAndre Aiton. Well, and they drafted Jalen Duran. That was the pretty big flag. Ding, of like, ding, hey, ding, 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 ding. We got now we got thirty million to spend elsewhere, and all these other dudes are on rookie contracts. So, Jaden Ivey, Cade Cunningham, Miles Bridges, Jesus, is a lot of fun and a lot of athleticism. Oh With yeah, Jalen Duran setting Durin. the screen, setting the screens, two hundred and sixty-five pound raw muscle, Jalen Duran. So it's um. That part of it's interesting, but as I like Miles Bridges, he's mu- like for me, he's a closest thing to like must watch alongside guys like John Zion. You know when he's healthy, like mm-hmm. it, you just have to tune in. He dunks with such ferocity and he plays with such a downhill edge that's honestly missing in the NBA right now. I was watching a Vince Carter pack that gets like put on the timeline every now and it's like seven minutes long. Like, anytime he was, like, the best in-game dunker. And it's like, yeah, no, he's the best in-game dunker. But it was also, like, how many of these highlights are him, like, going downhill and just attacking the rim viciously? Yep. And, then like, outside of Jaw and Zion they're and Miles, that's kind of the list. There's other guys who do it, but it's not ne- nearly as prevalent as it used to be because the NBA is so predicated on three-point shooting. Now, I'll just say this on Bridges. I like him as a player. I really like him. I, I think Portland would have cursory interest, but I also don't think that they look at Miles Bridges as the guy that solves their problems. Because sure. I think if you're looking at the, the slider of offense-defense, I think he's pegged much, much, much more heavy on the offensive side as opposed to the defensive side. He's not a poor defender. He's just not the guy I think you need to be the wing defender, if that makes yeah. sense. No, no, I, I totally get it. I mean, I I think he would actually, and by the way, downhill guys, I mean, this is part of the reason I will always have uh, respect and appreciation for Russ Westbrook. Like, even in the modern era of three-ball basketball, the dude was in OKC still just trying to come at your head. And I, I love guys that play that way. Not a lot of guys do it. Now, what I'll say about the Bridges thing is I do think if they were to try or lean into it, I think that would be a very polarizing move. I think you get a lot of people that would say, hey, look at this guy, man. What is he, 21? Is he 22? 22, what, yeah. 22 years old. Look what he, look how he plays. Look at his stats. Look at his numbers. His, his, his numbers last year were tremendous. 
but then you get the other side and say, is, is he really worth that a year? And mm -hmm. is he really going to elevate them to be a legitimate Western Conference finals type contending team? I, I don't know. So I, I can see that point of view because I do think he'd be, he'd be very polarizing, probably not only within the organization, but definitely in the fan base. I would just, if, if from a pure watchability standpoint, I am 100% in favor of it. Like, I, the Blazers, just, they just have not had guys like that. Yeah. Um, but part of this is you're getting some of that with Shaden. Did you, did you see uh, Casey uh, tweet out from Shaden's IG? I did not. Uh, yeah, one of the first things Shaden did was get in the gym and East Bay funk it. I mean, shocking development. He wants to show the athleticism in front of a lot of people. I love that. So um, the Blazers have Dunkers and Anthony and Shaden and Greg Brown. Like that's when you're talking about a, a, a team of Dunkers. I would put that up against pretty much any list in the NBA right now. Yeah. So, but again, something we've talked about a million times: longer, stronger, more athletic. Look, Shock. three inches is three inches. I also noticed, like standing. <laughs> You you realize that's 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 a dump, like we're that's absolutely that's gonna turn into a drop. I I I watched that presser and uh, loved Joe's answers, especially his final comment. But um, watching the jersey thing, you know Jabari's what he's listed at six eight, and I know Shaden's at six five and some change. But man, he really didn't look like it's he's filled out. But here here's the thing. So I was I was there. It's a lot of the pictures, it's the angles. Okay, Joe, so what would you say? I I, I think Shaden's very firmly 6'5". Because like, you said Joe is 6'6", six, six, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I would say Jabari's probably like 6'7 Okay, more than that. Okay, I thought so I was like, going off more 6'8", six, 6'8 six, yeah, so like, okay. I, I'd have to look at the actual measurements. Again, seeing those two side by side, they look closer in size, but I yeah. don't think it was because uh, Shaden's that much bigger. Because Shaden next to Joe... Joe looked taller. Just okay. right next to each other. But so like if, if anybody saw my pictures on there, I was you know, one row back and I was off to the side. So um and for those wondering, yes, I'm I am at those now. I will be there at those all going forward. So um I can no longer say I'm not in media Danny. It's I mean, you <sighs> kinda lost your media Danny thing when you were like, injury reports out for tonight's game. I'm like, that's a <laughs> That's a media guy thing to do. That's not some podcast slash blog guy. You know yeah, what I mean? Like I you, you stepped up a little bit. It'll, uh, it is what it is. But um, I was a little surprised at how big Shaden felt. But also the hair, the hair makes him look a little bit bigger too. I was gonna say that the hair kind of fills out. You mm -hmm. know, like right around here. Yep. Yeah. Because uh, remember when Nas got drafted, Nas had Nas had huge dreads. Yep. And it it made him look like supremely bigger. If he grew his out, which he's talked about doing before. If he grew his out right now with as big as he is, then he would look like 6'9". <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, then I'd be okay to say it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it looks close enough. Um, but, again, back to the whole idea of like a starting small forward. I th the Blazers are still firmly in the market for one. Uh, we talked about this a little bit. I'll just kind of come come back to it. Uh, the Tybalt stuff I've heard is still alive. Mm. Um, that's, I think is, is they're, they're trying to find something. I think Portland wants to just deal straight across to keep this simple. Um, and also get the transaction done so they can account for their TPE. For what it sounds like, it looks like that they're, they're, that Portland is hunting 
with their remaining TPE. So everybody knows about the $21 million TPE or $20.9 million TPE for Jeremy Grant that they used that came from the C.J. McCollum trade. There was a $6.5 million one that came from the Robert Covington trade. And what's hard, I think, for us and for the fan base at whole to kind of wrap our head around actually using a TPE, not only yeah. could they use one, but they might use two. I think it's kind of like, oh, my God. You know, this, you know open the door and the, get hit by the light kind of a situation. So when I look at that and kind of what I've heard is that they are canvassing for players, basically teams may always want to, or not always teams that may be trying to cut salary, which Philadelphia is a team that is trying to cut salary so they can sign PJ Tucker to the full MLE, a three year, $30 million deal, which again, makes sense. If you can take Matisse Thibault, so I think it's a 4.1 or 4.2 million back into that six and a half million dollar TPE and Portland says, where you go, you can have the better of our second round pick and we're going to help you get off that money. It's a lot of money, by the way, for a dude that's going to be 37. It's a contract going into his 40-year-old season, Brandon. I, yeah, as I say, like, I, I love me some PJ. He is one of my favorite role guys ever. I don't know if I'm diving into that at this point. But that's Philly's decision, and they're desperate. So what do I know? It's – I'd love Mat- Matisse would – we text good, about this. Yeah, it's a good addition. Yeah, it's a good addition for what you'd be giving up yeah. and how he would kind of fit in there. Slot him at two, three, doesn't matter to me. He's your stopper. Um, you put him on the floor he, and you go, yeah. go stop him. Yeah, and make sure there's shooting surrounding him so he, we're not just relying on his uh, 27% three-point shooting. Yeah, and you're, again, you're definitely not putting him out there for his offense. Right. You, you, this, this is a guy who's a two-time All-NBA defensive guy in his rookie contract. You are putting him out there solely to play defense. Uh, a, a bit of an aside. Are you... Are you blown away at all by the fact that Daryl Morey is trying to run back 2017 all over again? Um, I'm not, because I think he he has no other move. He has to give James either the full max or like a two- or three-year contract that pays him a certain amount. He's got to keep Joel happy. He completely whiffed on the Ben Simmons trade. Um, I'm not. I... I wouldn't be shocked to see him run it back with Trevor Ariza. You know what I mean? Like, I think at this point, the desperation is reeking, and it's reeking very, very strongly out of Philly to the point where I know the guy seems kind of Dame-esque. I know Joel's not been as loud as Dame, but, like, he's hinted at a lot of, like, hey, I kind of love Philly. I want to be here. Mm -hmm. But, man, like, what if they're the five or six seed next year and they lose in round one? Like, what's the breaking point for that guy? As many things as people bring up about Dame. Especially with how short his window is because he's seven foot tall, 300 pounds, and had multiple injuries. With an injury history, like, yeah, I'm not shocked to see Daryl do this. Again, I don't know what his alternative moves could be. He can't – you can't just give up on James, although I would argue it's better you do. You got Tyrese there. Like – I don't really care. Do a sign-in trade with Harden. I, I just I wouldn't want that guy back on my team, but I'm not shocked to see Yeah, it. it sounds like he's going to opt in, and you know we'll see where it ends up going. I've, I've got this fuzzy bunny, uh, 12 here. Isn't Tybal a 2? Uh, Tybal has spent time at the 2 and 3, basically yeah. 50-50. If you look at over his career, it's, it's basically been a coin toss. He's 6'5", right around 6'6", six, six, but I think he's got a 7-foot wingspan. And this isn't so much a um, – well, he plays bigger than he is, so maybe this is a guy who has actual tape of him playing the two and the three at it, the highest levels. Again, all NBA defensive team. He's that good. 
He's, he's, he's got the tape behind him. We're not looking at, you know, somebody like Josh Hart and going, or Norm and going, well, they can maybe do it. Like, Tybal's done it. So that's, that's kind of the situation. I don't know if they would look at him, if they got him to be the starter. Maybe they do so they have a defensive pressure to start the, to st- to start the games. It wouldn't be the worst thing imaginable. It would also set the offensive pecking order and give a crap ton of spacing around him, which I think would, if they ended up going down that, that road, would make sense. The other guy that everybody's asking about, which is why I put him in here, is a guy like Cam Reddish. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty hot name right now. And people tweet us about that the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. It feels like he feels pretty gettable. And that was somebody I was going to bring up too, Danny. Is like, I know that guy has not quite had the career many thought he would give me six eight you know rangy athleticism guy who can give me it all day i just i don't i'm not interested in diving into his career stats i know they're not amazing i'll take the flyer on him because having somebody like that in the rotation if he could hit would be amazing yeah no it's does the flyer on cam reddish make sense because i don't think you look at at I don't think you look at Cam Reddish as their, your starter. And that's the thing. Is is he more depth in the sense that, like, I think if you're looking between Tybal and, and Reddish, you're getting a known quantity in Tybal. You're also getting the known lack of offense. Where Reddish is, uh, go full family guy, he's the mystery box. Yeah. Does something finally click for him? If I'm looking at either one of those moves, I... I feel like the Cam Reddish move is an Olshay move. Of like saying, hey, this was a lottery guy. Yeah, the resurgence thing. We're going to develop and we believe in our our set. You know what? That's a fine opinion to have. You could make an easy argument to me and say, is Cam Reddish different than Ben McLemore? Isn't that kind of the same player? I mean, they're going to be slightly cheaper. They're the same kind or they're different kinds of player, but the same like you're you're hoping you get something out of them that nobody else has really gotten out of them. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah and way. I mean Ben ended up you know winning the game uh, games for the Blazers last season, which was kind of funny. Uh, and is a perfectly capable vet minimum guy. Like, is Cam Reddish worth a second contract? I think that's the question you're asking. Is it worth it to focus on that? Like, it's 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 that whole uh, redraft thing, which Neil loved doing the majority of his free agent signings were redraft guys. And I, I'm not pushing back on your point, nor am I saying your point is wrong. I just want to highlight, like, kind of feels like right now, riding the wave of the redraft, is this guy what we think he is? I mean, the second runner-up to the NBA Finals MVP is one of those, right? And I know he's a one-pick versus wherever Cam ended up getting picked, but I, I just... Right situation matters. Like... like uh, yeah, I'm not against the idea is what I'm saying because yeah. I think this could be a good situation for a player like that. Like, hey, be our eighth, ninth guy and Listen, shoot the ball if, when you're if open. That's what they, if that's where they got, I, I'm not mad at it. Yeah. 100%. Like, if, especially if it's – if you're swapping – again, the Knicks are another team that, that is rumored to want to clear cap space to pursue Jalen Brunson. Um, or Kyrie. I wouldn't dismiss Kyrie either. That's, I think that's also – that. yeah. But, I mean, we saw what they did draft night where they gave away a lottery pick for three – future protected picks Danny how do you not make the playoffs and you don't have a draft pick what the fuck are you doing yeah. the, You're the, the Knicks, Knicks the Knicks nicked as hard as the Knicks have ever nicked oh god watch him lose Brunson too over like three million dollars after hiring his dad <laughs> who by the way 
I'm not trying to start NBA rumors here, and I forgot where I heard this, so apologies. I was listening to a pod that made it sound like him and his dad weren't like Steph and Dell. Best of friends. Yeah, not like he hated each other or anything, but like it's not Steph and Dell that we're talking about here. So, which, I mean, it wouldn't surprise anybody to see Steph go home to North Carolina and play for the Hornets for a season or two at the back end of his career. It'd have to be the very, very, like, oh, final yeah. season. Yeah, no, 100%. You know, but I, I still, I think he's going to end up being a warrior for life. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of the same situation that I would put them in. Um, but as far as the starting small forward, we're kind of put a bow on it in that sense. Um, I, I think Portland is very much looking, uh, and here's the, the kind of the assets they have to work with. Bledsoe's contract. They've got Keon Johnson. If they want to go bigger fish, they could use Josh Hart or Nasir Little. I don't think that they are looking in that direction. But if they were going to, you could at least, if you were shifting Hart and his deal for a starter, a higher level starter than you would get with obviously just Bledsoe and some of the kid kids uh, on their on their rookie deals, it would also clear a path for Shaden Sharp to be on the floor more frequently. Because Hart is, is more of a two. Is Cam Johnson dead? I don't know how much legs it ever had, but again, Cam Johnson is another guy. His contract fixed directly into the TP. And I, yeah. I think Cam Johnson is kind of the line of like that would cost Josh Hart because that would give the Suns the ability. I believe there's an, you know, there was something else along those lines. I can't remember what it was now. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking, think of another deal. Well, I can't remember where they're at with Crowder and you know their depth. I haven't looked into the Phoenix Suns yes. free agency and, stuff. But and again, they're a team that wants to compete right now. So does a player like Hart make sense? Uh, but if they are, end up making a bigger deal, hint, hint, at what we talked about earlier, does the idea of having Cam Johnson on a rookie scale deal make more sense? Yeah. But basically, you can kind of take a look around the NBA right now and go, who's on the end of a rookie scale deal that a team might be looking to move off of to make room for another signing? or to adjust their books a little bit to get some stuff done. Now, I we're kind of playing this one by the minute we're recording. So, like, it's 7 o'clock on a Sunday on mm-hmm. June 26th. So, this is probably going to date awful in 24 hours. But Atlanta's highly engaged right now to get DeJounte Murray, according to Mark Stein and Jake Fisher. Mm-hmm. They're looking to ship off parts, John Collins, and maybe something else. But I've heard that this is going to go to a three-team deal. I think that that, that, that okay. was the holdup for draft night. It seems like Atlanta's willing to move a lot of pieces here. Could you... Could you snake something? Could you snake bogey? Is that uh, off he's, the table? Yeah. No, they, they, they want real value for bogey. Okay. They want real okay. value for bogey. Um, Herder, I'm assuming the same thing, because Herder was supposed to be their Stephen Clay to Trey, right? Wasn't that their GM, what he said? was This is my Stephen Clay or yeah, whatever? Yeah, uh, I, I think Herder's a good player, but I also, I, even though he's 6'7", I put him more as a 2. Sure. Kind of, I, I put him as like kind of like the archetype big wing, big or big body too. Much kind of like Clay early in his career. Um, I just never get to that level. Yeah, that's fair. So, um, but could they get involved in this? Like the Spurs have some pieces that I would definitely like. Oh, let me take a look. What you, what you got over there, buddy? You know that, that kind of deal. Or if they do involve a third team, become a fourth team in that. And this kind of is a, is a nice way to kind of loop this in, Brandon. The Portland Trailblazers have not finalized the trade for Jeremy Grant. Nope. And there's a reason for that. Because it allows the Trailblazers to possibly work some other things in. Once it's done, it's done. Once it's submitted to the league, now they can open it up for other teams. And it's not just the Trailblazers, it's the Pistons as well. This could open up into 
a deal where Miles Bridges ends up in uh, Detroit. Because remember, Detroit, Charlotte, New York. Remember those picks that were traded? Yeah. Where did the Blazers trade that 2025 pick to? Uh, they traded it to Detroit. Where did Detroit trade it to? <laughs> they traded it to Charlotte. Who I think it eventually ended up in New York. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, now it's with the Knicks. So that is the reason that transaction has not yet been processed. And if the Pistons and the Hornets are working on a potential Miles Bridges signing trade, which can't happen uh, right now because it's nobody's allowed to talk. It would be that would be uh, illegal and, and tampering and all those things. So expect any kind of signing trade to happen on day two and not day one. Or if it happens day one, it's going to be at least a couple hours into day one. Let me. Can I throw one more name at you? Yeah. And I know height wise and maybe kind of the the way his game is doesn't fit this, but I'm just I'm trying to. I'm trying to fill in blanks here with Cronin as we go along here. Could you get a guy to come back home out of Orlando who might be leaning more into youth in Mr. Terrence Ross? Uh, you know, I know he kind of seems to me like a two, he's 11.5. Yeah. I think that's too rich for Portland. Okay. I, I, All right. I knew, I knew I, it was, I I knew it was right around that. there. Yeah. I, I thought it was a little too high, but if, if they got something back with him, then yeah, but I don't think that Orlando is in, position to give away or willing to give away anything really with him at this point i'd like to get mo better with mo bomba and terrence ross man listen uh, again bomba's a guy i think they would they would definitely uh entertain um but yeah i think those are kind of the ways that we're going right now yeah um, we got about probably about 10 minutes here before we finish up so i want to make sure we kind of get to some of the stuff so we don't take up the rest of your guys' wonderful wonderful night again thank you we appreciate you like rate review subscribe help us grow the show if you're watching live on youtube click the subscribe button it's free it's easy uh, it helps us beat the almighty algorithm click the thumbs up do all of the things uh, and if you're listening on whatever podcast platform thank you we appreciate you and if you're listening on apple please leave us a review it uh, takes just a second and again it helps us grow it's the free and easy way to do it all it takes is your time which isn't free so we appreciate you all right back to basketball Summer League, Brandon. Summer League. Um, mostly confirmed that all of the young guys will be going to Summer League. They should. I loved that. I loved hearing that. So my, my, my first question to him was uh, even trended. And I was told yes. Even trended. Good. So, yes. Uh, that would be Trendon, Keon, Greg, Didi, Shaden, Jabari. Who am I forgetting? There's seven of them. Williams? Brandon Williams, thank you. And yeah. I did. I, I did specifically ask about Brandon. He said, "Yep, Brandon too." Um, yeah. And it sounds like Steve Hetzel will be the head coach. Oh, I love Steve. So um, that is a a good place to end up uh, if you're going to Vegas now. Which again, I am now going. Can you tell the people what you had to do? For what part of it? Well, you booked the trip on our last. Oh podcast. yeah. What happened yeah, so, after? So I we booked the trip, and I was staying at the, at the Excalibur, keeping it. <laughs> Keeping it uh, sleazy and easy, um, right down the street from Thomas and Mac. That was the whole point. I was like, ah, yeah. I don't feel like walking, and I don't feel like paying like sixty bucks for an Uber to drive well, uh, two blocks. I say, so, I just lean in and say it was because I wanted to save money. Staying it was no, it was like, exactly what it was. It was like it was like seventy bucks a night. I was like, hell yes, I'll go stay at the Excalibur. Um, now I'm staying at Mandalay Bay. Why? Because my wife is going. <laughs> <laughs> She went, what, sleazy and easy? <laughs> Me? I don't no. think so. So I got, we got done with the show. Uh, and I was like, hey, just so you know, I booked everything. Everything's good to go. Um, so these are the days I'll be gone. Are you going to be okay? And she looks at me. She's like, 
I want to go. I <laughs> 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 was like, why didn't you tell me that? I asked you like a dozen times. She's like, well, I shouldn't have to tell you. Right. <laughs> okay. Let me go cancel this. So I went and canceled everything. Um, I actually had to change flights. The, f- the flight that I originally had was full. So that was fun. But, um, yeah, now we're staying at Mandalay, and she gets to stay in the hotel and eat uh, at all the restaurants and chill in the pool while I go work games. I hope you wear your 2018 Summer League Champion T-shirt to this thing. I do have one somewhere, so I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, well, that's good. We still have one hanging in our studio, a banner. I'll, next time I'm in there, I'll come steal it. Is it, is it a double XL? Am I gonna have to that's contentious. That you, you might have to talk to uh, – our old partner there, Dusty Hare, he's the one that raised that thing. Oh, okay. Oh. It's just a, it's honestly, it's a piece of paper he printed out. Oh, is that the t-shirt? And he put some yarn oh, okay. and he, he yanked it up to the top. and was like, hey, they won the championship, raised a banner, yay. I thought he had, uh, Evan, Evan M made the, the t-shirt. No, 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 no. Yeah, I know Evan's okay. got the T, but no, this was him just printing out something on a piece of paper. It's, um, it's, it's going to be a good time to anybody who's going to be there. Please feel free to come by and, uh. Come say hi if you see me walking around and I'm not talking to anybody. Uh, leave my wife alone. <laughs> I just uh, saw somebody scrolling the timeline. I know we'll get to a couple things here real quick, but I just saw one of the guys I followed, Jeff. He, he's got all these great Blazer tweets, and there's just like Blazers Argentino accounted. I guess it's a video, and I just I, it says Shaden in it. So now I'm like curious to see him dominating some random pickup game. Um, that's gonna be fun. Right, the whole idea of like uh, I that, can't wait. That okay, so I'm gonna imagine your your summer league starting lineup is probably Brandon, Shaden, Shaden, Trendon at the four, Jabari. You go Jabari three, or do you go Greg? But you know what? Yeah, I, I would actually Trendon. I would like, actually I would this? go Greg at the five and and Jabari yeah. at the three. Yeah, that'd be a I, good five. I think that's what I would do. That's a good now five. you may get some vets they bring in. Sure. I mean, it may. They will. Um, I've I've heard that there's already a couple guys that are in town that have been practicing the last couple days um, just to kind of get things going. Mm. So it uh, it should be good. So Bring uh, back Michael Beasley. Listen, I can tell you right now, um, the Blazers would definitely welcome Michael Beasley back for nothing else but engagement. Also, bring back uh, uh, who was uh, homeboy we drafted, uh, got drafted after Nolan Smith. I'm, I'm blanking here. Elliot Kenneth Fareed. Oh, Kenneth Fareed. Bring he, back Fareed. God, he looks so bad. Yeah, I mean, he, he looks... just – some guys don't have it that long. That's okay. It's just – yikes. Um, JPD says, will Sharp even play? You said he looks injured. I never said he looked injured. I said he looks bigger. Who, Shaden? Yeah, Shaden's not injured. I, just I saw didn't him, hear you. I didn't I just, hear you say he I injured. saw him East Bay funk dunk, funk dunk yesterday. Like, yeah. he's he's fine. Yeah. And will he play? Yeah. Yeah, he's going to play. I'm going to tell you, this is one of the last things I have for the pod. Yeah. This is going to be incredibly stupid. Perfect. I'll tell you what's making me most nervous about Shaden Sharp. It's not his age. It's not the fact that he took a year off from basketball. It's not how he fits with Dame. I'm actually legitimately nervous of if he's going to hit based on the number he choo- he's choosing to wear. 17 is a, is a number. It's a, it's a number, and I don't know if I'm saying, like, it's a, an amazing thing. You know what I mean? Like, how many, so, how many great 17s are in existence? It, I know that was Ed Davis's number, but. This, this is a, a very uh, narrow thing for nobody else will really understand this unless you're a lacrosse fan. I coached at Beaverton High School when I first got out. And okay. I coached with Brody Merrill, who's 
one of the best players, if not the best player, to come out of Canada in like the last 20 years. Uh, def- I should say defensively. Yeah. He was the captain for Team Canada. Uh, he, for uh, Georgetown and the Portland Lumberjacks and all the outdoor teams he's played on, he wore 17. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, Brody's number. And nobody else understood where I was going with that. So that's that's all I've got on 17. Okay. I just, I'm nervous because I don't picture, and maybe I'm blanking on some guys here, but like when I picture dudes dominating in the NBA, the number 17 is not a number. I'm like, oh. I'm going to have to ask him about that, why he chose 17. Maybe he wanted seven and was told. I was actually surprised nobody at that presser was like, uh, 17, what is it about that number specifically? If nobody asked him before, I'll ask him at Summer League. Okay, I think so, that's a good question. So I'd I'll, love to hear the answer. And when, when I get ready to go, guys, I'll submit. I'll, I'll, I'll put a thing on Twitter for if you guys want questions for me to ask the, the, the new guys, Shaden and Jabari, I'll, I'll go ahead and do that. Because the great thing about Summer League is you get to spend a lot of time with these guys. It's, it's chilling it, in Vegas, man. It's it's a much more freewheeling, easy situation. It's just like, oh, okay. Um, and then, Brandon, I want to get us out of here on this. And I thought this was a really interesting question. Yeah. Um, this Again, thank you to everybody who submitted. I, had, I didn't ask specific questions because a lot of you asked the same general ones about KD, about small forwards, Tybal Reddish, TPE, stuff like that. This one I want to make sure I, I, I call this one out because I think this is a really good and specific question. This is from Nick at Nick underscore Caldwell. Like Brandon and Danny to grade, what has happened since the ouster of Neil? Organizational moves, pre-draft moves, draft, and how they can improve on these grades in free agency. So, Brandon, hmm. with that in mind, walk me through the process for grading things basically since December 7th. Well, the cop-out is an incomplete because the season's not done. The off-season, I should say. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that, though. Um, my two cents... I'm going kind of C minus here. And I'll tell you why. Let me walk through this. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. This is not meant as a shot in any way. This is kind of where the incomplete will factor in here. Okay. Joe and Joe admitted this in the presser. He's got moves to make. This is not a complete roster, and he's still going to be aiming probably, I'd imagine, if uh, some other known guys are out there that become available. I'm sure he did he's say be they're not good market. enough. Yes, he did. He was open and honest about that. I really like the Grant deal. I don't care that you have to pay them. We've said this before on the podcast too many times to count. You have to pay guys to get to Portland. That's just kind of what it is. You're going to pay Grant $100 million? Yeah, no duh. Is he worth it? I don't know. But, like, Dame wanted him, and he's a good player. And they got him basically for next to nothing. You got Yusuf Nurkic and Anthony Simons in contract years to agree to bow out instead of improving upon their numbers. So that means that tells me that you got the old wink, mm-hmm. wink, we're signing back here. Uh, you had to dismantle your roster mainly because the last guy grew lazy and became content with first round exit teams. Uh, and so while the return on some of those, and we talked about that at nauseum, wasn't what everybody thought they would be. The teardown hurts because it's something that you had to do. You had to dive in and you had to trade off assets that a lot of people coveted and valued in this city. So I understand the frustration I also liked his gamble on that New Orleans pick that didn't convey because, well, they made the playoffs due to COVID. But the roster's not done. And while they swung for OG, they missed. And again, it takes two to tango here. So Toronto clearly told them no. You took a real swing on Shaden, which I love because the upside could hit. And Mike Schmitz and Joe Cronin are geniuses. But I'm going C-minus because your roster is not complete. 
and you've missed on a couple moves that you wanted to make. But that does not mean that by the end of the offseason, I'm sticking you in the C category here. I could very well vault them to a B plus. I think to get to an A for me, it's a very high standard. That's not a shot again. That would be no, getting Kevin Durant. That's a, well, that's, I think that, I think that's like that's an A plus. I think that's 100%. Just, they just handed you a diploma at that point. <laughs> yeah, like, you're, you're not, your honorary you're, degree. Yeah, that that's your your honorary PhD. That's that's yeah. what that is. I, I I will work my way backwards and say if if the Blazers secure themselves a starting caliber three without giving up basically any of the core. You could find yourself having an A A minus offseason. Because we talked about this, what it would take, all the processes come August, what does this look like? And I'm with you there. I just I'm right now today as I graded, they don't have that. Because you're leaning more on the incomplete. No, I I get what you're saying. I'm gonna go a little bit different here. I'm gonna go kind of step by step grading and then kind of do what we'll we'll call call these kind of semesters, right? Um, the organizational moves. Uh, they've hired a new PR director, which doesn't mean anything to you guys, but I got to meet Rasan on Saturday. Wonderful dude. Really excited to work for look, work with him going forward. Um, they hired two new, excuse me, three new assistant general managers in Patterson, Serge, and Mike Schmitz. You can look at this two different ways. One, the Blazers are trying to save some money and getting some lesser known names. Two, they're taking calculated risks on young guys that might hit. I lean towards the second part of that. Can both be true? Sure. But I think that there's the the way that they looked there was to go younger and and change some things out because if you look at the Blazers front office previously, it was old. They are significantly younger everywhere. They bring in Asha Jones. They they bring in on their assistant coaching staffs a lot of younger coaches. Um, and so those are your organizational moves. <clears throat> I'd call it a B B plus. I think they've done a pretty good job in that regard. Mm. Um, the pre-draft moves. Getting Jeremy Grant for the 2025 pick, which is what, again, I'm going to sing my own praises here, which, which I said from from the freaking trade deadline. Home run. Home run. Absolutely. Unequivocally. A. The draft. Draft's a tough one because I want to give it a good grade, but I can't because he's such a – you know, unknown it's quantity. It's, because yeah, it's had unknown. he played a year of college and I had more confidence in it personally, because you're asking me to put all of my faith and all my confidence in Schmitz and Krona's, uh drafting ability. Which we, we should. We should, but we don't know if we're there we, yet. We don't know. And this yeah. thing is like, so I want to say, I want to say just call it a B minus. I want to say give it a good grade because they took the risk. They backed up what they said they were going to do. And I know that they pursued trading up until the very last second. Um, going forward. For me right now, I would say that they're probably at about a C plus, B minus overall because of, again, what you've said. But I'd say that the cumulative moves so far, they're a solid B. They could get to B plus, A if they get some things done, but I think they've already accomplished a lot of what people said that they would have no chance of doing, mm-hmm. which I, I've, it's kind of, it's hard for me to convey just how, how, how impressive that is. Yeah. And so is it the, is it the end all be all? No. And the thing that I loved about Joe so far was that he has said flat out, we are not good enough. Yep. We need to get better. We need to add more talent to this team. It's not hard to be honest, and yet, but that's what gives me at least some faith, some hope, some optimism for what they're looking to accomplish over here over the next four days. So, 
Reminder, the Draft Moratorium opens up Thursday morning at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Portland time. So it starts a day earlier than it normally does. <clears throat> and that's when things will go a little bit quiet uh, on the professional side, but that's when the rumors start going. <laughs> I mean, they're already the going right now. Stein yeah. is doing a podcast, and he's given a lot of deets. So uh, imagine that things are going to spin up here pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, what I'm going to do over the next couple of days is try to nail down who they're, they're, they're targeting. That's what I'm hoping to do here because it's been a lot of – I've heard names – but a lot of loose, ah, it looks like this, it looks like that. I think everybody's kind of waiting to see what deals happen in the next couple days. Sure, yep. Because they probably need to get some things done before they get into new league year to get some th- to, to get things taken care of. So um, thank you all for being here. We appreciate you. Thank you for all of the questions. Thank you for all the support. Uh, like, rate, review, subscribe. If you're watching here on YouTube, please click the subscribe button. It's free. It's easy. If you want to become a member, we're going to be having uh, – I'm going to do some uh, Q&As from Las Vegas for our actual members. So that will happen while we're down there. I will bring my gear with me. I've got um, my laptop and portable mic and stuff like that. We probably won't have uh, everything look as nice as it does here because I don't think I'm going to be able to run that so well on the laptop, but I'll give it a try. Um, but that's that's what's part of what's coming up. And then I will actually be, once we know what the roster looks like, I will be putting out content on um, those players, on who they've added. So those are the kind of things I've got planned coming up. Uh, again, thank you all so much. We appreciate you joining us tonight. Uh, or if you're listening Monday morning or whenever you are, again, like, review, subscribe. Help us grow the show. You can find us on social media at Danny Morang, at Brandon Sprague, at Jack Ramsey. You can email the show, jacksramseys at gmail.com. Enjoy the wonderful, wonderful weather. And if you're down in Summer League, I will see you guys there. Uh, we will be back uh, by Thursday at the latest. We will probably be doing a live show on the moratorium once we have uh, some news and notes on some potential signings, and then we'll work our way from there. And then if we have uh, some actual signings come up, or when we have some actual signings come up, we will uh, probably do some live shows, some impromptu or emergency shows to kind of pop it and, thanks, and uh, hit what we got. So, again, thank you all so much. For Brandon, I'm Danny. Take care. Have a wonderful night. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com